Kenny Ryan, everybody. Hey, buddy. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. What's going oh, on? Perfect. Yeah, not much. Not much. How you been? Great, mate. This is where I normally do my big introduction. All right, lads, welcome back to the podcast and all that stuff. And cheers for liking. But I said, you know what? I haven't spoke to Kenny Ryan in a long time. So I said, let me just get right into right into it and straight down to business. How you been, man? That sounded professional. Didn't very it though? professional. Oh, it Didn't did it? sound very professional. That's what I'm going for as I am in a room surrounded by fucking Legos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm upstairs in the guest room where I turned it into like a gym, so there's just shit all over the place. Oh, uh, where you're? So you're back down in South Carolina? Yeah, I'm back down here. I'm at my parents' house. So okay, so yeah, you, did, you came back for a bit, right? We were supposed to meet up, but I just guess it never happened. Yeah, I was back for like two weeks. Just had to get my apartment and everything situated. It was terrible, man. Like the building I lived in was. Uh, the landlord just never raised the rent. She was like this little old lady, and that was just. She just didn't need the money. I guess I have no idea. Yeah. So nobody ever moved out, man. I was home for two weeks at the end of August. Right. And it was like, I would say at least three or four different times there was U-Hauls out front with people moving out. You know, it's funny. I Where was I recently? I was in uh, uh, Connecticut not so long ago doing a gig up there. And uh, I went up with Chris Roach and um, we took the ferry across. Are you in a helicopter? Or are you just breathing heavy? It's very loud there. How are you? Oh, is it loud? I don't know. Maybe it's just my the microphone. On my I don't know. I thought feet. maybe you're having a wank. You're just so excited. You haven't <laughs> spoken a while. Well, it's like, all right, let's not do it. I hear your here. voice. When yeah. I hear your voice, it makes me breathe heavy. I'll give you a private conversation after if you want to rub one out. <laughs> is, that, is that better? Can you still hear it? That's much now better. Now I'm like holding my breath. No, no, that's much better. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we took the ferry across from Port Jefferson, Long Island to Connecticut and uh, down st- downstairs on the ferry, because uh, you can bring your car and stuff on there, there was seven U-Haul trucks. Uh, so, I mean, fuck, man, people are just moving out of the cities in there. Like the, the whole world has been uprooted now. Oh, it's cr- I mean, look at California's on fire. Like that's the whole I'm pretty sure the whole state is on fire. Yeah, that's gone. Uh, that's got, it's just got like, and you don't even really hear about it. Like you do, obviously you do, and you see the pictures and stuff. But like realistically, it's just like, oh, California. Yeah, I remember that place. It's gone yeah, now. Th- like that's what they do. Like you're like that's what Cal- like, if New York did that, people are like, oh my god, all the fires in New York and people would be terrible. But like in California, you're like yeah, that's what happens. That's what they do. Yeah, it's uh, just gone. Like people walked outside, like it was just a normal. Like, could you imagine if you went out the night before and like had like a really rough night and like slept till one o'clock in the afternoon, and then you're like, you know what, <laughs> fuck it, I'm gonna get a cup of coffee, and you open the door and it's the apocalypse outside. I'd be like, this is fucking. I'd shut the door. I'd be like, you know what, I'm gonna go get a wank and I'm not gonna go out. Like yeah, this. like the sky is orange. You're like, all right, this yeah, is. Yeah, you're like what. And this people are is... just walking around. I think, I guess you didn't make it to heaven either, huh, pal? Why don't you come on in? <laughs> yeah, man. It's fucking, it's, 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 I don't know. It's, but it's normal though, right? For, I guess, for the times. I, you know what? I don't, I don't, I think this is like past normal now. I think this is, I don't know if like San Francisco and shit was hit like this. Like it's. It's bad, man. It's it was like when I saw the picture of where the fires are, they like have it on a map. I was like, this is it's as bad as like the pedophile app that you open. You're like, wow, there's a lot more around me than I thought. Holy shit. Why do you have that app? You don't have any kids. 
I just like to check it out. I like to know my surroundings at oh, all. Okay. Time. In case you're actually nice, in case you're nice. To like, I, I don't, I don't want to turn it on and all of a sudden I pop up. I'm like, wait, what? why is my house on here? You go to a Starbucks and open the door for somebody. There you go, sir. Good day to you. And all of a sudden people with fucking picket signs come up and just start attacking you for loving pedophiles. You animal. Why would you open the door for him? <laughs> But it's funny too, man, about sex offenders. What, like, what? Well, not that it's funny, but yeah, there's it, enough, that's a terrible way to start that. Sentence it, yeah, with sex offenders. Being, you know, you know I, what I love about <laughs> sex? There's very few things you can start a sentence with. For that. Yeah, you know who are misunderstood. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, uh, what people have it really wrong about yeah. sex offenders. Yeah, you know who was nice to me the other day? <laughs> uh, but I, I um. I live so close to a school and I've always made this comment that like if my daughter goes into the bathroom, because I've only got one, a ba- one bathroom in the house, if she goes to the shower, which has happened many times, and I go outside to piss in the bush, which I've done many times in many different houses, like I am so close to the school, I would be a registered sex offender. So it's like almost who falls under that category? Like, you know, of a, like what is a sex offender and how do you get on the list and how do you get off the list? That's like um, bosses where he yeah, like, with he can't go Day, around because right? he was like, I was drunk. I took a piss. <laughs> I didn't know. It was <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. Don't put a school right next to a bar. <laughs> I know. It's terrible. So, terrible. so New York is uh, when you were there, uh, I guess, a few weeks ago. What's a, I haven't been in the city in a long time and I still want to just – I don't have an off night, believe it or not. You would think I would have like nothing but off nights, but I don't have an off night where I go, fuck it. Let me get in the car. Let me drive to Insomnia Cookie up across from the comic strip. And let's go. <laughs> let me go check out what's happening. But I just never, I never bother because I'm just, I guess I'm worried of just turning down this street now. I'm like, oh, okay. I can't, I'm not allowed to plow through these, this people protesting. Cause like I now I'm the criminal, but like, what's it like now? I mean, I didn't really, when I was home, there was a few times I actually, what's weird is I lived there for all these years and I never was like, you know what, I'm going to get up and go into the city and walk around. I was always like, I got work. Fuck that tourist shit. Right, right. So when I was home for the past week, there was a couple of days where I was like, you know what, let's, let's go check it out. So I met Scott one day on the Upper West Side. That's our buddy Scott Long, comedian, uh, actor. And, um, you know, it, it was it was really slow. Like we went to Times Square and obviously like it was really slow and I, there was no protests or anything going on while I was there. But like everything there was there's just a lack of people, obviously. What amazed me, though, the whole thing is like coronavirus changed everything in the world except for the subway was like, you know what, we're still going to run on delay. Like we want people to just feel as comfortable as possible. Awesome. Like I got to the train and it was like delay. And I was like, how? I'm the only person <laughs> riding the subway right now. How is it a delay? Like the MTA was like, we got you guys. Just relax. We just want them to feel like they're at home. Let's just delay the train as much as possible. But would you be nervous about walking around the usual? Like if, if I said, all right, Kenny, I'm going to, I mean, I know you're in South Carolina. I said, all right, let's go. I'll meet you up by the comic strip, which is on 82nd and 2nd, uh, which is probably one of the quietest parts of the city, really, even on a busy night. It's still got that energy. It's like it's all, like the upper – that's the Upper East Side, right, where the comic strip yeah, is? Yeah, that's the like, Upper East Side. That's its own little village, right? It's its own little community. It's its own little speed. 
So, but if I said, I right, meet me up there, uh, like, would you be nervous to just go? We're going to walk down to the mess. We're going to get cookies and walk down to the mess. No, not at all. I mean, you, I lived on 76 and second. I mean, I used to just work, walk to work when I worked at the comic strip for almost three years. And yeah. it was a very slow neighborhood when the world was normal. So, you know, the Upper East Side obviously is, is always been known for having a lot of money. So I, I would assume that the Upper East Side is a ghost town. You know, right. same thing with like, you know, I, I was running a bar in Soho and, and they went under. But on that street, there was three other restaurants and they all went under, too. So I think it all just really depends. You know, if you go to the Times Square area, it's still busy. Central Park is still busy. Queens is still busy. I went up to Washington Heights. It's still busy. I think it all just really depends on, on where you go. You know, like if, if you go down to Soho, I'm sure it's a ghost town. Yeah, but like, fuck, man, I, I would just love just to drive in and go up to the strip again and just, you know, walk by. But I, 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 you, I don't see why you don't like, you know, I think you should definitely take a, a drive in now. Like, would I drive in on at Friday night at uh, 12 o'clock when i just saw that there there's two thousand people protesting probably not it seems like it'd be more for a wednesday you know what i mean you know what i saw last week and uh there was a protest in the city last week i don't know if you saw that and some guy just drove through them uh now he didn't just like start at the back put his foot down and just fucking bell along just plowing people out of it he came to a stop they walked in front of his car and they would not move there wasn't that many of them and he just went, he, he didn't do one of those like takeoffs and hurt anybody. He kind of went slow. And I love when people, they lean into the car like they're going to stop it. Like it's, it's a 5,000 ton <laughs> and you're just going to lean in, which you're clearly out of shape uh, with your fucking dyed hair, all different colors and your sign. And you're just going to like lean on the car and like, like all of a sudden like the Dodge Ram is going to go, oh shit, I know we're designed to pull fucking houses and trees down but this fat protester i can't seem to get by but um they just kind of you know just run through them a little bit and uh, everyone's up in arms and i'm like fucking good like what if that person in the car and i've said this as a joke but there's nothing more terrifying when you really have to shit and you're not you're worried about not getting home in time <laughs> There's nothing more. There's nothing more terrifying to me than having the shit. Like you go, all right. I guess I'm shitting in my pants now. This is what I'm doing for the movement. You do. Uh, you hit that. There's like that period where you. There, it comes across your mind that you're like, you know what? I could give up right now and just shit in my pants. Like it, there's a brief period, and normally it goes away. Hopefully. But there is always that period where you're like, I don't know. Could it be as bad as what's going on right now in this moment? If I just shit my – will it make the pain go away? Like I have to go home anyway. I'll you know, what, what, what people say, I don't want to be on the wrong side of history. Uh, Paul Versey has a great joke about that. But like I guess my version of that is like, yeah, I know what side of history I'm on. But like the, the one where I really had to shit. Like so I had a choice where I go, hey, hey. I shit my pants for this movement. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that's top that. Like, I, yeah. dude, when, when you look around, I was just saying this the other day, like when you like California being on fire and yada, yada, yada. With yesterday being 9-11, I, I'm like, you know what, dude? Like after this year, history books should just start chapter one 
9-11. Like everything, when they're like, well, how did we get here? It's like, you know what? It really, no one really knows anymore. Everybody was a racist. I have no idea. Let's just start 9-11, chapter one. This is where history began. Let's go from here. You know what, man? I remember I didn't make that joke on stage. I talked about it off stage from somebody because like, I'm a history buff, right? And the, the, the conversation came up where I was in a green room with a bunch of comedians, American comedians. And we all joked about uh, John Trusen was there. Uh, John Trusen, um, you know, uh, worked with governors. And John Trusen is also a history buff. And I think apart from John Trusen, nobody else in the room knew shit about their own history. Now, I didn't want to be that foreigner that comes in that tells you about your country. <laughs> right? I, I was, like, if I lived in Ireland and some guy came over like, you know, in 1916 when Michael Collins and him, I'd like, shoot him, shoot him now. Right. So I didn't want to be that like that foreigner, that John Oliver, Trevor Noah guy just telling you what's wrong with your country when I just walked in and took all the money. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> And I was, I was shocked about how little people know about history. And then I was like, all right, it's Thanksgiving, 9-11, go. Like, so you're not, like, you're not wrong. Like, you're yeah, not like wrong. what, like, this year alone is such a debacle. Like, you either have to make a whole history book about this year or you just scrap it. Like, you just come up with some bullshit and you're like, yeah, that year just never happens. Like, we just jumped it. Or else something it's with it. the it was something with the moon aligning with the sun. We had to skip that whole year, so that doesn't exist. Well, unless it becomes twenty twenty becomes its own class, like it's you study all year long, and it's just twenty twenty, and it starts off with Mick Thomas's dog dying. <laughs> 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 then I mean, Australia burnt down. Danny's dad died. I'm like fucking hell, dude. My like, my 2020 was like it started off, dude. I went to Thailand for two weeks. I that's right, you did. Shows. Oh, I was uh, I was a step. We were on it. They were supposed to be on the Breathe Believe with Joey Cola. I had my first feature coming up. I was like, uh, what the fuck occurred in the last? And then I came home back to New York, and I was like, oh okay. And I thought it was bad. I was like, I hate this. It's cold. It's rainy. And I had to come to find out that was so far the least of my problems that were right around the turn. Yeah, man. And I just think people stop counting. Like, I don't even look at a calendar anymore. I don't even look at a calendar. Oh, I'm... I don't even. If somebody's like, what's the date? I'm like, what's the date? What day is it of the week? I have no idea. Weekends run with weekdays. You know how I know you're not lying? You know how I know you're not lying because you said September 11 was yesterday. It's today. It's today. <laughs> oh, it's today. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? And I was going to put this online, but I thought, like, you know what? Just don't be like, oh, and I'm done with social media. We'll talk about it in a second. But I'm like, I'm fucking, I just don't want to pull because I didn't want to go on to anything today just to see. Uh, you know, just the, the, the sad memorials and how it affects people. And I, I'm not built that way to handle other people's misery, right? Because with my own misery will affect me. But I went to the bank this morning to pay my car loan. And it was just like a typical girl. And you could tell just by looking at her, she wasn't born when 9-11 happened, like when 2001. And there's about six people. And we're all filling their little forms because it's a credit union. That's where I have my car loan. And they won't let you pay online. And all of a sudden, the girl just popped her head up and she went, what date is it? And everybody just kind of looked up and went, are you fucking serious? And we just you know, put your head down. I put my head down and just start smirking. <laughs> you know what I was just thinking, too, with like with the social media? And this is how bad it is. Like, 
I wake up every day at like eight o'clock in the morning and I'm like, should I start my day? And then I think to myself, that's ridiculous. There's nothing to do. So I go back to sleep, but I'll wake up at eight and I check my Instagram and then I go back to sleep. And today I woke up at eight. It was all like nine 11 shit. And then I went back to sleep and then I think I woke up and just thought that it was yesterday. Yeah. See, and that's, <laughs> and that's the problem man, too. Like, and I, I don't like, Fucking social media for me, like this week, uh, I posted up not, I'm not political and you know me, I don't like any fucker running for, for, uh, for office right now. I don't like any of them. Uh, I put up a few jokes and I joke about either side of it, right? That that's how neutral I am. And the amount of people that number one, don't get like, I, I put, I posted something up about Biden, how I saw this video, which was posted on Conan O'Brien, by the way. Right. So. And he posted this video of Biden saying, um, hey, if I get elected, I got something big for you. I got the cure for cancer. Right. So my my joke was like, all right. So if you don't get it, like you're just going to take your ball and go home. Basically, like what an asshole. <laughs> what kind of asshole goes? Nope, I'm not going to get elected. Then fine. He puts that cure of cancer right <laughs> in his back pocket. Yeah. Again. The amount of people, mate, that went after me. And not only that they started fighting amongst themselves on my page. And I was always like, a, I was like a bar. I was like, hey, you fucking take this shit outside because I don't give a fuck about either of your parties. But the toxic, the toxicity, is that a word? Yeah. Of social media is fucking horrendous. Hor- and you're not, here's the thing too, right? You're not changing anyone's mind. Why not have the election tomorrow? Let's have it tomorrow and be done because nobody's going to look at something and go, oh wait, what, Trump said that? I'm not voting for him now. I was going to vote, but now I'm not. Same with Biden. You're all, everyone's already all in. You're not changing anybody's mind. The debates don't need to happen. I'm not going to go, oh, fuck, that guy makes a good point. I'm going to vote for this guy now. Let's just have it tomorrow and get it over and done with. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. I mean, it should be that way. I've been off of Facebook now for two weeks. It's good, right? I did a whole month oh, my, of everything. Dude, it's like, it's like getting out of an abusive relationship. Like at first, <laughs> at first you're like, I, I don't know. I mean, we've been together for a long time. I eat breakfast, lunch, dinner with Facebook. And then like now, like I'll just go on Instagram every once in a while. Like I'll go on Instagram and Instagram is like that thing you just look at. There's no thought. It's like the girl that you flirt with the whole time before your toxic breakup that you know you're going right. to sleep with afterwards, but there's no feelings involved. Dude, it's been two <laughs> weeks, and I look at Facebook. I'm like, I am never going back to that toxic piece of shit again. Yeah, the, the sad thing about Facebook, if I wasn't a comic, and I guess I guess the um, the, 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 the comedy, I, I guess my fans, I'm using air quotes for that, uh, there are those people that are, you know, married with kids and they haven't really, they've missed the window of, of Twitter, of Instagram, right? They just, they seem to want to follow me more on Facebook. Yeah. And it's like, if they didn't, like, if I didn't have that, I have no business being on there. But now I do the thing where I just post and run. I don't really stick around anymore. And like, apart from this week, I got caught up in this in, in stuff because I was baffled because I'm, I'm, I'm new. I'm brand new to political posts. And I weren't really, again, they weren't really political. They were about politicians, if that makes sense. Uh, and they weren't like, here's my opinion on what's going on. It, it's just like, if, if, if it wasn't for that shit, I, I think normally what I do is I just post and I run and you do what you want. I don't care how many likes I got. I don't care uh, 
you know, it was like this podcast. I started this and I didn't care how many people listened. And now I'm fucking like my numbers are more than I, I ever thought it could be. You know what I mean? So it's like I think. Yeah. You know, I just think it's crazy at like. Yeah, and I mean, obviously for you, I mean, you've been doing stand up for for a long yeah. time now. So you're pre Facebook, pre Instagram, pre. It's just crazy that like in the arts, it went from like, hey, you have to be very talented to. Well, how many likes do you get? How many followers do you get? It's like, what the fuck are we talking about here? Like, you know, man, I, 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 I can get into that and I could be, ver- I got to be very careful how I word it, but I'll say it anyway. You know what I mean? Um, dude, there's comics out there that are, and I'm not, listen, they're new to stand up, right? So I'm, I'm, so if I'm saying this wrong, my goal isn't to offend you or upset you. I don't mean this in a negative way. So it might sound negative because I just I can't word it right. So I don't want anyone to hear what he fucking said. There's certain comics out there that will go online and make this great, these funny videos on Snapchat, on Instagram, and they'll get a skabillion likes. And then they'll see his or her poster at a club and they'll go down and they'll see mediocre stand up at best. Now, again, I'm not fucking shit on anybody. But you, you're getting the stand-up at a level of you're supposed to get at that level of how long you're doing it, right? Like these guys didn't stand up like two years, but they've got a million followers. So you are getting, just because you like their videos, his or her videos, right? Just because you're liking their videos, it doesn't mean you're going to get that level of entertainment when they hit the stage. And then when they hit the stage, you get the level of a two-year stand-up comic that you're supposed to get, which is not... Not what you paid for. Trust me, no one should ever pay for two years worth of stand-up for a comedian who's doing two years. Even if it's an open mic and you go, like, if I go to an open mic and I turn up, I will bomb. But that's why I'm at an open mic. Because I I intended on bombing. That was the goal. Um, But I'm trying to find one laugh in the 15 minutes that I'm up there because I'm, I'm working. But these people, man, that fucking go out with social media like that. I mean, I'm not hating on them. Don't get me wrong. But, like... Yeah, you can't go out there with fucking no material now. Just be, and like you said, like you'll have Hollywood calling. Uh, all these agents will call them just based on you got. Yeah, you got. T- Let me. I could go on the Facebook right now, Instagram, Twitter, and I could find guys with a thousand l- followers that are murderers on stage, right? And you, oh, and yeah. you could too. You could too. And the thing is, but you know what, man? It's like, you know. <laughs> I, I'm starting to re- – that's what I started to realize on Facebook. I was like, this country, our mental problem is like our obesity problem. We know we have it, but we just keep eating shit after shit after shit. Oh, I want it now. I right. got to have it now. And it, that, that's what you get after. Like there is girls out there right now that are probably practicing singing. They're working on their vocals. They're doing this. They're doing that, all the right things, and they will never get heard. And yet the number one song in America is Wet Ass Pussy. Is that, like, are we, is that is, number one? Is this one? a fucking joke? I mean, that's all every, anybody's talking about. And I'm like, yeah, it's the same concept with people like you love movies. I love movies. There is great movies out there. But now people, they're like, well, is, is Spider-Man in it? I'm like, no, <laughs> Spider-Man is not in Shawshank Redemption. I'm sorry. He doesn't make a cameo. Well, I don't want to see it. It's like, dude, just fucking. Does it have like, post credit scenes? Does anybody have <laughs> class? Does anybody want to learn anymore? Or is it just shit on shit on shit all the time? 
My dad plays Fox News like we're at the fucking airport. I'm like, oh, dude, shit. Just stop listening to it. Go outside. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, it's it's, it's hard. But that's what people do. They just eat. They mentally just eat shit. And it's just like deteriorating their fucking brain to the point where like they don't understand what good art is. They don't understand good like how much dedication goes into being like a really good singer, not just shocking people. I, I just I don't understand it. Well, two minute videos are making people famous. Two minutes? That's how long your fucking attention span is. Well, I I, I remember not so long ago when you two got inducted into the Hall of Fame. And Bono just went up and he said, you know what? If we started today, we wouldn't make it. Like, you, we wouldn't get a shot. Because nobody gives a shit about good music. Nobody gives, it, nobody gives a shit about art. And, and, like, it's funny because I have Disney+. Plus. I have it for the kids. And I also have it because, as you know, I'm a huge Marvel fan. I'm a huge Disney fan. But well, why did I explain it? I fucking have Disney+. Plus. And, uh, <laughs> but the, now, so they put Mulan on there, the live-action Mulan, and they're charging $30. And the amount of people... Yeah, you got to be a one percenter. But the... you got to be a one percenter to watch Mulan. I'd put the cartoon on in front of my kids and be like, just imagine <laughs> that they're real fucking people. I'm not spending $30 on that. What are you, not? Use your imagination. Pretend that they're real. But yeah, imagine these people actually shit. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, the funny thing about it, though, is like where I kind of disagree a little bit with what you're saying on that part, because I'm like, but also agree with your earlier point. It's like, look at people are like, I'm not paying thirty dollars. Like it's fucking art. And if you want good movies anymore, if you want good shit, you're gonna have to fucking pay for it. Stop stealing. Stop stealing the shit. Stop expecting everything for free. And then you want a two hundred. Like I had the podcast going. I don't know if I'm gonna continue doing it with the Marvel. Uh, like I'm before I do every show, I look at the budget. Uh, how much money they gave to make it and then how much it brought in. Now, if obviously as the movies go on, as they, as they go further, right? So by the time I got up to, and the last one I did, I think was uh, the, the uh, Thor, so I can't remember which one I did, but the budget went up from like Iron Man, no, from the incredible, no, Iron Man one, the budget goes up like in the millions. So by the time you get to like, you got, $700 million for Endgame and it made over three gazillion dollars. And if you want a three gazillion dollar movie, you're going to have to have a budget. And where does the budget come from? Unless people are fucking buying this or paying for it, they're not going to give you that money to make fucking big budget movies. And that's the thing. But that, that's my point. And what I'm saying is, it's like when a Marvel movie comes out, it is as if, say the new Spider-Man comes out, let's say the new Batman came out tomorrow, right? Right. Let's say four other movies come out tomorrow. When you go, it is as if no other movies are in the movie theater. It is as if there's no, you don't hear anything about it. You don't see anything about it. I mean, don't get me wrong. There had, you know, this year the movies have been fucking pathetic. Right. I, I thought Capone might save the day and that way. I don't even oh, know. It was dog shit. It was dog shit. That fucking thing. But I just mean in general, like I, I just feel like with, with everything Marvel, it's as if when a really good movie comes out and you know, people like you and I are like, yo, I'm gonna go see that in the movie theater. I'm excited to see this. Everybody it just seems like there's this massive group that's like, It's not Marvel, I'll just go to the movies in three months when Marvel comes out. It's like you you've got to expand <laughs> your fucking horizon a little bit. It's like you Marvel to... <laughs> superheroes like Marvel DC or uh, McDonald's and Burger King, and that's all they like, want. Could you like, uh, you know, and what's crazy is like when I look at Marvel, because people look at Marvel like it's fucking 
religion. They're like people talk about it, and I'm not shitting on. I love the Marvel movies. I love all that. Let's not. Yeah, I don't want people hunting me down in the fucking Wolverine <laughs> costume. <laughs> but it's like, yo, it's make believe. And I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, could you imagine if the world ended tomorrow? And the only thing that survived was like this massive collection of DVDs of Marvel. And then in fucking a hundred years from now, people uh, eventually, uh, what, however it happens, people come back to earth and that's what they find. I'm like, that would be the Bible. That would be, yeah, to they me, evolve like, again. When we listen to the Bible, I'm like, oh, he just parted the sea and everybody. Oh, yeah, that, oh, that was his that's, power. <laughs> I'm like, what are we? And it's really the same concept when you think about it. Like, could you imagine people sitting around in church giving the last five dollars they had because they were praising Spider Man and how he <laughs> saved the fucking dead? That's what religion is to me. Which, if that's a, a good new group of species so fucking found the Marvel fucking DVD collection. And that's what they pray to every day. Like Thor would be their main guy. Oh, uh, like, well, that would Thor would come back then because the Norwegians, the, the world at one stage, most of Europe believed in the Norse gods, Thor and Odin and Loki and that kind of stuff. That's that's what religion. Like when you read the Bible, you're like, I don't think he really walked across. What that seems a little bit outrageous. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think he put his hand into a bag and just kept. Yeah. Pull, and kept pulling out fish. You know? <laughs> if you could turn water into wine, he's a blatant alcoholic. Right. Who would not get drunk every day of their life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why? Why wine? Like, what? What a weird power to have, too. I know. What a we wine. Like, I don't. What if they don't like? Could you imagine if someone was like, "Hey, I, all I got is water, but don't worry, I could change it into wine." And you were like, "I don't drink wine." <laughs> like, what happens to you then? Are you just out of the crew? They're like, are they just like, mm, "Well, I got nothing else. Dude. I got nothing else." And they just kick you out, like. <laughs> It's like when I turn up when I used to be a vegetarian, I would turn up people's house and I go, Hey man, what do you want? You got a steak on the barbie? And I'm like, I don't I don't eat meat. They're like, oh fuck you. What the yeah, fuck? There's fucking mac and cheese over there, asshole. Like, I know. And that was like I waited tables for so long and people would be like, What do you have that's gluten free? I'm like, uh, whatever's in your refrigerator at your house, <laughs> go home and get the fuck away from me. <laughs> It fucking stinks, man. People are the worst. <laughs> oh, people are the And you know what's so funny? is like the restaurants opened up down here before anywhere else because obviously they have God. So Corona, we don't have to worry about. Yes. And for like the first like week, I would talk to my friends and they're like, dude, people are like tipping out their ass and they're nice and this and that. And then it like slowly the like now the indoor section opened and it like went back to normal. And after like another week. Everyone was like, I hate it. I hate going to work. These pieces of shit. They're still the same pieces of shit. They don't yeah. tip. They're fucking bitching about wearing a mask. And it, it's just chaos. Man. So is it is it open up again? Like for is it full capacity or no, it... no, no. And what about and everything the... closes at 11? That's all right. Then... I can handle that. Yeah. I'm, yeah, all, no, I'm, like I'm getting older. I'm getting older. That's like that's yeah, perfect. To I'll me. tell you what, 1030 comes around and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm calling it a night for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so well that was a good i put a good day's work in um, oh yeah uh i was gonna say what about the comedy club down there the cabana is that open they're still? open but same thing half half capacity i sent you my know, not... i sent an email down and i haven't heard anything back from my one excuse I... to come down and see you though yeah i mean you know who would ever use friendship as a word yeah but that's um... a long way for me to fucking go <laughs> and then not put any scratch no, in my pocket you know what i mean if disney gotta... world was here if disney world was here i would be able to get you to fuck out oh you're kidding i'd move in with you 
Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I want to like, I want to come down, do a gig. I don't want to drive all the way down there, you know, go across. When enemy, I, when I, lines. when I spoke to him, he was just, you know, I think for right now, it's just the capacity and, and the amount of people that are going. It's like, I, I don't think they're really paying many people out of town. In yeah, general, but here, here's you know? the here's the thing though. I'm not looking for much money. I'm looking for enough for me to buy food every day, so yeah. at least I can justify driving down, paying maybe gas and tolls. I'll, I'll I'll kip with you. You know what I mean? I just like I have enough money for gas and tolls, so at least I can justify. Like I got offered uh, at a comedy club. I'm not going to say the name. Uh, way up up in Connecticut, like it's ferry rides, it's horse and carriage rides. And goes, I can give you a seven minute guest spot, and I said, "Oh, thank you very much." I didn't say no. I didn't say yes. I went, "Oh, thank you very much." Like I'm not fucking driving all that for That's a seven crazy. minute guest. Like I don't need to get on stage that much. But if you talk about going down to South Carolina, I'll take the week. I'll hang out with you for a fucking week. I'll go sightseeing. I like South Carolina. I like the. Uh, it's worth the quarantine when I get back. Uh, yeah, I just can't see them. Like they, they're not, they're not writing back. So I don't know if that's because they just don't want to say, "Hey, listen, man, you're from out of town. You're going to cost me too much money," uh, which isn't the case, you know. I would just write. You know what? I would email them again, and I would just say, "I, I think a lot of the problem too is, is like, you know, I know they were going to have um, a Long Island comic down there, and um, John, uh, Ziegler was coming down with him." And then they had to, he had to cancel it last minute. So I, I think it's just a mix of like, you know, now when you go to New York, you're, you know, a lot of comics are like, hey, if I come down, that means I got to go home. I got to sit at home for two weeks. So I can't. So I think it's just like a mix. I would just let them know like everything like, hey, I know the situation and what, you know, what, what's occurring. Because I think they've had it a few times where they like someone's canceled like two days out of the weekend. Yeah, you know it's not I mean? working like, for them. We got you for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then they call on Tuesday and are like, hey, I'm not going to make it. And it's like, fuck. Like, that was my weekend headline. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I got re- I'm, I'm, I'm to. I'll put in a call, actually, I suppose. I mean, I'll talk to you off air about, you know, that kind of stuff. But, yeah, uh, yeah man, I would love to get down more than anything just to fucking see your dumb face again, you know? Well, and I'll tell you what, man, like that, uh, you know, the whole going back two weeks thing, like, when I flew back up to New York, they gave me a piece of paper like you got to fill this mm-hmm. out and you got to quarantine for two weeks. Like it's so we could watch you. I'm like, all right. So it's all this personal information. So I get off the plane. I go to the flight attendant. I'm like, hey, do you take this? She's like, no, we don't take that. They take it out there. I'm like, all right. So I go out there. I go to give it to the guy at the desk. He's like, no, 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 we don't take it. They, someone takes it like by the front door. And I was like, all right. So I get down there and there's a box. <laughs> It looked like it looked like if you like were trying to win a Corvette at the mall, like just a box with just fucking papers hanging out of the box all over the floor. Dude, I fucking I, I folded it up. I put it in my back pocket. I was like, fuck you. You think I'm going to leave my personal information on the floor at the at LaGuardia? And that, ladies and gentlemen, is fuck. why New York is fucking leading the way in COVID cases. <laughs> oh, and, and it's so funny because like, we haven't had a case. I'm like, of course you haven't had a case. And do, what do you think they do with that box at the end of the night? Some fucking janitor goes, God damn it. Now I got to take this out back, throw it in the fucking garbage. Are you stealing your identity? Yeah, they don't give – I'm like, you're out of your fucking – I'm going to give you my home address and all my shit and leave it on the floor at the airport? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> if, if someone comes up to me at the airport and goes, hey, can you hold this bag? I got to go get the cops 
But yeah, you want me to leave a piece of paper with my personal information on the fucking floor <laughs> with footprints on it. Fucking idiot. So what if I drive though? Fucking. What if I drive? What if I go to Enterprise? Dude, they don't give a fuck what. Yeah, but you where are they going to get me? Nobody get me to fill in something. If I go, to, if I go to Enterprise rent a car, which I have points with them, so I probably have a free rent a car for a week, and just go, hey mate, just give us a car there. They go, yeah, how long do you want it for? I'll be back on Sunday. Where are you going? Mind your business. And then I just fucking drive. All because every time I go to uh, around Christmas time, I always give those guys, you know, like pizzas or whatever or donuts, and they always because because I go in and go, hey man, I got a sore knee, any chat, and they go, fuck, we'll hook you up, we'll give you a, a Honda Civic, but we'll really give you like an SUV, and I'll be, you know, they always hook me up. So if I walk up to them and I get a truck and I say, fuck it, I'm going to South Carolina, um, like who's where am I? Are there borders I gotta go through where people are gonna make me? No, dude, I'm telling you, nobody gives a. F- it's it's like. It's like a shitty step parent. It's like, can I go to this party? And they're like, I don't give Fuck. a fuck. You're not my kid. Go. Right. They don't care anymore. Nobody gives a shit anymore. There's no like, there's really not other than the mask thing where pe- some people like lose their shit. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody. Kids are back in school. Did your kids go back? To yeah, school they yet? went back this week. Nobody gives it. Dude, when I went to school, they got like four, five, six, seven-year-olds going back to school and they got to wear a mask. When I went to school, there was days I came home without shoes. Do you know how hard <laughs> it is to lose your shoes? <laughs> and you think I'm going to wear a fucking mask all day? Are you out of your well, mind? Well, like, they, but, but like, um, where do you stand with the mask, though? It, you know what, man? It's not that big of a deal. It's, it's, it's not, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't. Yeah, I'm the same. It's one of those things. I'm like, it's not that big of a fuck. Like, if it was, if the disease went through your eyes and it was like, you got to wear sunglasses everywhere you go, people would still be like, I don't like sunglasses. They take away from the freedom of the color of my eyes. Just fucking wear them. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, they fucking, like, listen. I, I look at there's two two things, right? If 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 you're pro mask and I'm pro freedom, right? And let's say let's say I'm right and it was all a hoax. The worst case scenario is you look like an idiot for a few months. But if you're right and I'm wrong, the worst case scenario is people get this shit and die. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's like you just do it. I, I don't know. I don't see what the big fucking order is. And I'm saying to like, people, I man, I, I'm at a supermarket, like, and it's like, well, you fucking put, like, if, if it's a rule, like, I'm not saying, like, I, I, uh, I'm a fan of it, but I've, if it's a fucking rule, then just, like, no shirt, no shoes, right? You know what I mean? Like, or no shirt, no shoes, no service, what they say, right? You know what I mean? Some place they had. Yeah, put like, it's just, just do it. And then, like, sometimes, like, I saw a video of this guy walking, and you could tell it was set up, you know, like this fucking dumb where they, now people are setting up their own videos to make it look like they're these badasses. And it was like someone at Disney came up to this guy, he says, Hey, you got to put your mask on. And he went, oh, Okay. And he took his mask on. No, she said, You got to put your mask on over your nose because he had just the nose part out. And he went, Okay. And he pulled the whole mask up over his forehead and kept walking. I'm like, You're not fucking funny. You're an, like, you're no. just a fucking idiot. And like, those are the guys, like, again, if the masks work, they work. If they don't, they don't. But fucking follow the rules. Like, I do get the, uh, the whole, like, don't get me wrong. Like, if I gone to the store, gotten out of my car and been like, motherfucker, now I got to go all the way back home. Yeah, that shit will drive you crazy, but you just do it. I did it, like, once, and I was like, well, I won't make that mistake again. I put, like, 12 of them in the car. Like, you just. Yeah, man. And if you ever walk into a place, like, I walked into CVS the other day, and I just forgot it out of habit. 
So now I wear one of those like kind of uh, stretchy ones and I pull it. It's always around my neck. So no matter where I go, I have it. And, uh, but like you walk in the door and I remember the guy, just CVS, just, he was packing some fucking shampoo or hair dye. And he looked at me, man, like I just lit up a crack pipe in a preemie ward. Like just fucking staring at me. I'm like, all right, I forgot. Like I forgot. No harm. Oh, let me run right back out and get it for you, sir. It's a fucking, it's new to me too. This is all new to me. Well, I think, I think for them too, it's, uh, you know, I'm sure for a lot of employees, it's, it's a mix of that look of like, he's not wearing a mask. Plus that I'm sure there's like that anxious moment where you're like, is this guy going to try to fight me? Is he going to scream at me when I tell him? Yeah, 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 fucking ma- you know what right. I mean? Like, gets, uh, yeah, that's seven. It's like that loud, obnoxious table at a restaurant when you're, when you're waiting tables and it's like, you go with all the other servers, like you fucking Oh, if they're going to be like, oh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't realize I was that loud. Or if they're going to fucking just go on this rant of nonsense of how the customer's always right. Yeah. My father owns a restaurant in Rhode Island. Like, just yeah, people double. Like, shit. that's what I've noticed about people when you call them on something, right? They're so embarrassed that instead of going, oh, shit, I'm so sorry, which in their mind is almost more embarrassing. So they double down on the rudeness because yeah. they're embarrassed. It's not that they, I mean, they are assholes. But because they're so embarrassed, they just fucking double down on it. And they go, oh, I'll show you. Like, you know, when you get heckled at a comedy club, I mean, it doesn't happen very often. And then you shut the person down. So, like, I don't really go after people like that. But, like, if there's a woman in the front row, like, kind of talking and she goes, oh, we do do that. We do say that. And then you just kind of go, hey, sorry, Miss, you're being a bit loud. And the leader covered her mouth and go, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Or else they'll double down and go, you don't fucking tell me what to do. Yeah. And it's like, oh, fuck you. Like just, and that's, I think, where we are with people with masks and shit. Yeah, everywhere they go. Every, like I had to go. So I let my, my driver's license expired like four years ago. <laughs> and I lost my wallet and I had my passport. And I was like, well, fuck it. I don't drive and I'm not going to the DMV. So I just let it go. So I had to get my driver's license. I had to retake everything. The permit and the road test. Really? So, yeah, dude. And I'll tell you what, I mean, the road test was obviously as easy as, you know, once you know how to drive, it's kind of like riding a bike. You know how to Of drive. course. But the written test, man, I was like, what? <laughs> like, I, there was shit that, like, I put a, it's like, where do you put your hands on the steering wheel? 10 and 2, 12 and 6, or 9 and 3. So I was like, ah, oh, 10 and 2. It's always been 10 and 2. And they're like, no. Nah, wrong i was like when did it change really it changed like nine i was like when did that change they're like a couple of months ago because of the airbag i was like you couldn't warn me but they put me in a room by myself and it's like rule number one of giving a test is like you don't put orion in a room by themselves like i just had myself i had my sure the whole time she was like don't cheat i was like i won't i could know the answer to every question and i'll still cheat just to double check (laughs) like if you can cheat just do it Fuck. And, and what, I, what I said earlier, by the way, I didn't want, I don't want listeners calling. Up. Yeah. Sorry, a call came through my whole thing. Uh, oh, I was wondering what yeah, that was. Yeah. I didn't move. I no, didn't no, even, no, like, fine. my hands went straight and I didn't even it's breathe. Fine. I was like, don't move. I, uh, you know, I, I, I am, by the way, like when I said, like, I'm not trying to beat the quarantine. Like, if I have to quarantine, if I come back from South Carolina, I will quarantine. I'm just asking are there roadblocks for a convenience point of view? I don't want people to think like, no, ah, Mick no. got back from Sarkana. He doesn't give a shit. Now he's off kissing babies and licking old people. 
<laughs> no, there wasn't. Even when, when I first went down in March, uh, I was like, I had to go get tested because I was like, we're going to hit a roadblock. They're going to want to see that you got tested. Okay. And we didn't hit a, we didn't hit a roadblock then. There, there's just nothing. We've had my, uh, my parents have had friends drive down from New York. They've driven back up. There's no, I think a lot of it, man, is just putting fear. Like if you leave, you can't come back and it's just not true. Right. It's, it's just not true. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try, uh, I'll talk to you when I, when we get off this, I'll talk to you. Yeah, I'll talk absolutely. to you and I'll try, uh, I'm going to try to get down because, you know, there's nothing happening here. I got some, I got a gig on the 26th of September out east in Long Island and I'm back headlining Uncle Vinny's on October 2nd and 3rd again. So uh, I'm working with McFadden and Chris Roach actually out east on the 26th of September. Uh, one of the famous restaurants in the Hamptons. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll know. I'll... Oh, that's a, that's a good, uh, that's a cool. Yeah, trip. it's a nice. It's I love a, Brian McFadden. It's a nice... Is Brian McFadden, now is he riding his bike? No, no, no. He's, he's going to take the train to Ronkonkoma and I'll pick him up and drive out with him okay. just, you know, for the salt. And he'll put his bike in your trunk. He doesn't leave. He can go anywhere without the bike. I don't know if he will. I don't think he will, but I, I think he'll just, I don't know. He'll, he, once he gets off the train, I'll be picking him up. You know what I mean? That guy is like a, I guess, I mean, you know this as well as I know it. Like, there's certain comics that they just, like, there's city comics, and then there's just, like, hustle city comics. Yeah. Like, that guy would just speed around the city, just banging out as many shows as he could. Like, he would have his bike. It'd be pouring out. He's like, I gotta, I can't help it. I gotta drive across the city. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah, man. And, and I, I had the opportunity, and I always did, to hit two or three clubs in a night. But I just, I always wanted to be professional so if I got to a club and now all of a sudden uh, a celebrity walks in and I'm not yet bumped, but I am delayed and the club still wants me to do my 20 minutes, even though I went up like 15 minutes late. Now I'm domino effect. And I'm fucking up too. So then I just, I don't want to get the reputation of a guy who just turns up at a show late and runs long or holds up an event or can't or yeah. cancel spots. So I always like, I was jealous of the stage time that these guys were doing. Like I fucking love to hit three clubs. And I used to do it all the time. And then I was like, you know what? I can't, I just can't afford, like I walk in and someone at the comic strip, you know who I'm talking about, might just steal your fucking spot or he lied his way onto a spot. And then it's like, oh, now I got to wait fucking 20 minutes. Or then like someone like the last, you know, I, I don't know who was there last time. I was there, like Leslie Jones, Messinell will turn up. And, and now all of a sudden like, yeah, she's, she's going to go till whenever she's done. So is that what, five minutes? Tracy Morgan turned up and I thought like, well, there's another time. And he did seven minutes and left. I'm like, you can't plan your night out based on, on that shit now and, yeah it's and mcfadden is one of those guys that will do that and he's such a fucking hustler man on top of that he's just one of the one of the funniest dudes one of the nicest guys but on top of that man you see that stress on him when he comes in you know and i remember like being there at the strip on i sitting there in between shows it was a bad night weather wise so i said i'll sit in here i won't i won't go anywhere between shows and you know, he did it, Leia Bonham did it, and they would come in, and they're just stressed. They're looking at their watches, like, I got to get here, I got to get there, I got to get, you know, like, and it's it's not a way to live. It's not, it affects your comedy, I think, you know? Well, you could see it, I mean, like, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I loved working there because I loved being around all the comics, but even with him, like, you could tell, like, in the beginning of the night to the end of the night, you know, in the beginning of the night, you know, it's like, hey, I'm going to go shoot the shit. This and that. The, towards the end of the night, you're like, just leave him be. He's got, he, the fucking guy just did like four more shows. He's got to do another one after this. Yeah, just yeah. Let him do his shit and get the fuck out. Yeah, and he f fucking four of the five gigs went shitty. Uh, you know, through no fault of his, of course, but, you know, or anyone, any comic that has that, you do, 
a bunch of shows in a night. It's like, all right, fucking now I'm on a roll of having three shitty shows. Material didn't land or the crowd sucked or whatever it was. You know, it's a fucking it's, it's a stressful. Now, have you have you heard from any of the indoor clubs in the city, like how they're doing? I haven't heard the club. I, I talked to the strip uh, through social media and a while ago I would send out a text to uh, Tommy um just hey man just thinking of you hoping you're well and i talked you know like just the local guys like i talked to james um uh tom van horn i talked to mcfadden a lot uh and i talked to some of the staff there on instagram i get messages from some of the staff on instagram just some of the lads you know i mean the doormen who fucking you know guitar players and whatnot and it's yeah i saw him before jake i saw him before i left yeah yeah chatting with jake and that kind of stuff i'll throw messages out here and there and uh, yeah, man, I, I just like I, I fucking love that place. And I hope I hope they recover, you know, out of all this shit. And then I see the stand and I like the guys down at the stand. I think I, I, they're doing shows outside, I think. And I'm almost like for the strip, like New York Comedy Club is giving away free shows in, in the park. Uh, stand Up New York are doing shows up on a rooftop somewhere. And I just wish the strip would uh, do something somewhere just to keep their name out there and it's not only to keep yeah, their name out there man but it's just like it's just the guys they use like all the comics on their shows like i can just sit down and chat with and fucking hang with it you know what i mean there's very few people that walk in and go, oh this guy let me go over here and just kind of get away from that person so you know i just well they finally gave the comics a booth to hang out in and then the world ended. yeah so i think that's probably what started yeah it's the dirty booth people kissing the kissing booth <laughs> So. so anyway, man, I'm, we'll leave it there, and uh, I, I appreciate it you coming on, and I hope you're well. And I am. We will talk off air when I hang up this call. I will. Uh, I'll give you a shout, and we'll talk about maybe coming back down to South Carolina, trying to figure that out. But uh, I want to. I'm assuming you have nothing to plug and promote, right? Unless you're nah, nothing, yeah. nothing right <laughs> now. Right, uh, man. Listen, I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, if you need anything at all, just reach out to me, and it was uh, fantastic catching up with you. Always a pleasure, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. All right, everybody. That was uh, Kenny Ryan. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks for liking, subscribing, sharing. We're on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Podbean, Google Play, anywhere there's podcasts, YouTube, we're everywhere. So I hope you're well. Hope everything is going strong. And Uncle Vinny's Octo- in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. I'm headlining October 2nd and 3rd. Uh, Take care of yourselves and always wash your hands, you dirty fuckers. Good luck to you. Good luck.